You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Coming at you with a new episode of Odds and End Zones on the BGN Radio Podcast Network. I'm your host, Seamus Clancy, the deputy sports editor, the new deputy sports editor at phillyvoice.com. Joined, as always, by my boy, Zoe. Zoe! How's yep. it going? What's up, bro? What a what a news day! What a what news, a news day! Hours. <laughs> We're recording just so you know. This podcast will probably be up Thursday morning. I'm assuming maybe, maybe late Wednesday night, depending yeah. on what our great producer Rachel has cooking today. But recording this at three thirty on Wednesday, about an hour or so ago. News breaks. News breaks, and not the news I was expecting to receive today. Carson Wentz, former Eagles quarterback, and now former Indianapolis. Colts quarterback has been traded to the Washington Commanders. Carson be Carson being a commander just feels very fitting. Commander too. Carson. They flipped second round picks this year. Washington is parting with a 2022 third to Indianapolis as well. And a 2023 third that could be a second if he reaches those uh, games played snaps played benchmarks mm-hmm. that were in place last season. So we're doing that whole thing all over again, Eagles. I'm sure, you know, BGN, Brandon Lee Gallon, or Philly Boys, Jimmy Kempsey will be tracking those all season long. Yeah. Uh, I guess Wentz would need to play in at least 70% of the snaps and for Washington to make the playoffs, which certainly won't happen, or play in at least 75% of the snaps overall to send that second rounder instead of a third rounder to Indianapolis. I made a high-pitched yelp <laughs> when I saw – because I was I, I was already on my phone, had it opened. Right. And the Twitter push notification just showed up at the top of the screen real yeah. quick. And I saw Adam Schefter tweeted uh, Colts trade quarterback Carson Wentz. And then it said two like W-A-S-H-I. And, and I was like, no effing way. And then I opened it and I was like, are we doing this? Are we really doing this? We're doing is this, this really going to happen? Is this real life? This is, this is real life, man. We got, like I said, we got, we keep our enemies close in this city. We got uh, Ben Simmons in the same division, and now we got Carson Wentz in the same division. Um, I, you know, it's you know, it's, it's it's funny because I feel like uh, almost almost in the in the same vein of wait the lead the NBA waiting for a Ben Simmons trade to happen. I feel like people were waiting for Aaron Rodgers and and Russell Wilson situations to shake out right before they begin to make their move. So. I think we saw obviously those two big dominoes fall. You know, Aaron Rodgers is, is coming back to Green Bay, and like they, they haven't disclosed a contract yet, at least according to him. But um, you know, and then and then yesterday, Russ gets traded to to the Broncos. So I think now teams are teams who would have or should be in the market for a quarterback are starting to make their moves. And <laughs> obviously, um, you know, the Commanders felt like. Uh, Carson is, you know, is or is or will be or should be in a running for a guy. But I, I, I mean, I can't imagine you just bring him in for 
competition. Like for not for what they gave up. Like that's he's he's probably gonna be he's gonna be their, their day one starter. Um, you know that guy likes competition for sure. Right. right. And if anybody loves competition, it's that guy for sure. So um, you know, I'm I'm sure the idea is he's brought in to uh to to earn the top dog position, but um not not where I expected him to go. I I think my first thought would have been um, you know, somewhere in the AFC, like maybe the Jets or something. Maybe the Jets got tired of I was thinking Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know what? That's another um so uh I was talking to so Patrick Araya mentioned Pittsburgh and I was kinda I was giving him some crap about it. Uh about him. He's very Pittsburgh y. He's super Pittsburgh, yeah. Even the chin strap. The chin strap is super Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I think what you said about the Rodgers and Russell Wilson dominoes falling is exactly what had played out here. Because the Russell Wilson news broke, I would say, about two hours at max yep. after we got the news that yep. Rodgers was signing a new extension, new yeah, contract yeah, yeah. with Green Bay. And then I'm sure Washington, we, we heard that Washington had made a play for Russell Wilson that didn't work out, obviously, yep. now that he's in Denver. And I guess it's like, you know, you're trying to go out to eat. You're on a date or with your, you know, gang of your friends and, you know, Pizzeria Vetri's booked and uh, Zahava's booked and you just go to Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Go get yourself a rodeo burger. Call it a night. Yeah. Got the nice uh, North Dakota, the bison burger, we could call yeah, that. North the North new Dakota Burger King bison, bison burger. burger special. Yeah, it's full, full of protein, whatever. Um, but I, I think the, the other part of that, right, is also – realizing you know what what your other chips are like they may have thought that you know Wentz is better than anything they might get in the draft or anything that might come up this weekend I mean we could we could debate that but I I I would sooner I am I don't envy them at all because I I don't think that um the position that they're in right now is one where you can be like we're one Carson Wentz away one Carson is smoked like he's I just think the guy doesn't have it anymore. And two, you know, for for as talented as that defense was, and and for the guy, this talented skill guys they have, a lot of those dudes seem to be injury prone. Like, what have we said the past two years about that team? Like, oh, like if if they get healthy, we you know we might have a problem with them, or if they get healthy, that this might be a good game if they're healthy. So like, they have they have other issues outside of needing a quarterback that. Um, I'll be interested to see how, how they address. Wentz needs to be in the perfect environment to mm-hmm. succeed. And he kind of had that in Indianapolis to degree. And he played okay this season. It was a microcosm of his last two years yep. in Philadelphia smacked together where he had, you know, pretty good numbers like he did in 2019. Leads the Eagles to 9-7 yep. and make the playoffs and win the division. But also mixed in the, like, head-assery of his 2020 season and the hero ball he threw, I saw in that Jeff McClain article today, he threw 15 left-handed passes in 2021, which feels illegal almost. That's and, how and he's going from Indianapolis to, you know, Jim Irsay is a little all over the place, but really good organization. Otherwise, consistently been good during the 21st century. He's going to the most disastrous organization in North American professional sports. I can't see this being a marriage that works out in any way because of the nonstop issues that have pervaded this organization, Washington, the Washington football team, the Washington R words, Washington commanders, whatever you want to call them since Dan Snyder took over. And I believe either 99 or 2000. And then there's front office issues. You see that 
know, people are suing each other left and right from the top to the bottom of that organization. And you're bringing a guy who's had two seasons as erratic for both on-field and off-the-field reasons. Talking non-criminal stuff, obviously. I don't want to compare it to people who are dealing with, like, true legal issues. But I'm talking behind-the-scenes locker room stuff. Yep. More than any player I can really remember. Yep. He's going from a great situation, which he, you know, crapped the bed with at the end to one of the worst organizations I've ever seen. And to, if you think about it, like to, to really top it off, right? Like he's a guy who for, for all intents and purposes hasn't really had a great rapport with coaches either. No. You know, like so when you when you talk about needing the perfect environment, it includes a coach who will handhold and be okay with him not making the improvements he needs to make and him, you know, overthrowing, underthrowing, still throwing the same interceptions that he's thrown, you know, three years ago. Like perfect exam perfect environment doesn't just mean you know, he needs the perfect locker room and, and, and yeah. you know, the fan base. Like he needs a, he needs everything built around him. And there's only in the NFL and like in, in, in NFL history, there's only been a couple of guys who've been able to do that. He's not one, he's not as talented and two, he just doesn't warrant that kind of, of coddle. And, and so I, I don't see a situation where this works out well for, for any party, but, if you're him, you're clearly going into this saying, here I go, my probably my maybe my last year at the NFL. It's like because his last shot ever to start. Yeah. And like really fit, I, I yeah. feel like we've talked about this before, and i I think it's a common refrain for a lot of people. It's hard to imagine him ever being a backup to ever have that role. He mm-hmm. is not a Sage Rosenfels player. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's not gonna spend yeah. the next seven years of his career backing up guys tutoring young guys, making those two, three spots, you know, spot starts a year, a guy, you know, a team drafts a project with their 16th overall pick. They'll say, let's run out Carson Wentz for the first five games of the season. So we, so we throw X prospect in there. Maybe that's his future, but I don't even see him being really willing to do that unless he's just like, Hey, maybe I can just bank another 30 mil as a backup chase Daniel style. I don't even really see that happening with him. Just personality wise. And the guy brings baggage with him. He brings a media yeah. circus with him. We talk about this in terms of other players who have dealt with it for a lot of different reasons. You think of like, no one's assigned Tim Tebow to be their third string quarterback because right. like he's, yeah. is he fine as a third string quarterback? Sure. But why are you dealing with the circus? And I'm not sure it'll ever really start with Carson Wentz, given how high his career, his peak was yeah. in and 2017. And, you know, I, I think that, um, he doesn't he doesn't strike us well we know how he plays with his back against the wall so he he doesn't strike me as a a back against the wall i, I gotta win at all costs type guy and from his history here we know that that's literally the case with him he's not a you know this, you know big game let me go out and show who i am type person and type player so you know i can't even be like him him knowing that this is probably his last chance to be a starter is going to fuel him. Probably not. Like the guys made a ton of money in the league. And like you said, like it, it all for all we know, he could suck this year or like play well enough to where he parlays it into maybe not another starter position, but into like a Chase Daniel type spot where someone pays him to be 
the highest paid backup in the league. Like this, the league, this league is so wonky and so silly that I can't, I, I would not put it past anyone to make him an expensive backup. And also going to be a case where he say he burns out this year worse yeah. than he did in Indianapolis. Maybe it's closer to being on par with the way his 2020 season went with the Eagles. And he's saying, Hey, I made tens of million dollars in my career. I just turned 29, 30. I have a wife. I have a kid. I'm just going to go buy uh, a mansion ranch, you know, thousand acre type place right. in North rural North Dakota. And yeah. live out my days as like a local legend who, you know, yeah. Got the shaft, everyone beloves him, kisses his feet, kind of like you imagine a guy who burned out in the NBA and goes and you know hangs out in Durham, North Carolina, because yeah. he's great at Duke or something like that. Like, like, like bounces uh, around like, there, does a little radio pregame show, you know, during the football yeah. season. And if that's his life and he's happy, whatever. It's it turns out he's gonna have a more lucrative career in life than me. But at the same time, <laughs> he's an NFL player to be judged by a different standard. And we're just evaluating what we see right now. And he's going from a situation we talked about. Perfect situation, terrible situation. His coach last year literally handpicked him to come there. Carson Wentz didn't want to play for any other coach besides him. That guy gives him a vote of no confidence at the combine. They ship his ass out the next week. <laughs> Who wants him if Frank Wright doesn't want him? You think? I mean, Ron Revere is the head coach. Scott Turner is the offensive coordinator in Washington. Is Scott Turner going to turn Carson Wentz in a 2017 pre-injury? running around third down and fourth down maestro hero ball savior guy. No. Good luck, Scott. You guys, you guys might be sharing the unemployment line last year because of each other. It's, it's a uh, mutually negative uh, relationship. Like I, like I, I would like to be a, you know, you want to be a fly on that wall to see his reaction to it because here is, a coach who now you're responsible for rectifying, rehabbing the career of Carson Wentz, right? One, because you need to win, and two, because your job is on the line officially. You know, where I mean, would Carson like, Wentz be on January 6, 2023? <laughs> At the Capitol. But um, <laughs> um, it's, I, I almost, I would like to equate it to like, tying your like tying your career as a as a coach to you know a mercurial star point guard or something you know like larry brown's entire career is based on how he was able to get on Iverson to buy in right and like there's a lot of there's a lot of those that went the other way where coaches were just like you know just like either fired or quit or whatever because they just couldn't get along with the, with the star player or a star player got shipped out because of because of the various you know same same reasons. So like, I always like to 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 try to get the coach's standpoint on what it's like to have your wagon hitched to a guy like that because that's it. Like that's what they're looking at now. Like regardless of what happens, this guy's job is now rests on the, the shoulders of Carson Wentz. He ain't sleeping tonight. No. No, I'm sure. I'm sure he's getting like calls and texts, but like his boys from around the league are probably like, dude, like, woo, yeah. We might, we might have a senior offensive consultant job lined up yeah. next year for you, bro. If this doesn't work out, right? Like, yo, yeah, like, call like his, his college, his college boys are probably like, dude, if you want to come to USC, like, we can maybe be like a, a, a what is it, a passing game coordinator? <laughs> <laughs> come holler at us next year.
He's the new passing game coordinator at the St. Justice Preparatory School. <laughs> That's right, baby. We get the best and the brightest. Bring him on. Scott Turner is uh, the next man up at next 17th up, and Gerard. And he's like, he's like coming in talking about uh, about what he did with offenses. He's like, dude, I put up. He's like, hey, I I sent six quarterbacks to the to the senior bowl. You know me. Yeah, I once scored twenty points in the game with Carson Wentz. <laughs> Post injury. Post injury. Uh, I think that clowny concussion thing messed him up. And I mean that like in a serious kind of sad way more than I know we're like we like having fun with him and you know making fun of him and stuff. But I, I feel like that it. was that was a thing that just changed his career. And I've you know, I might have had concussions growing up playing football and not realize it, but that's obviously a different era. Yeah. I can't speak to what that was. And from the things I heard, it was like a serious concussion. I, I, I can't differ out. Neither was a medical people. I can't yeah. dif- differentiate which yeah. is a serious concussion, which is not minor, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but from what I heard, not that I'm a big source and news guy, but I hear a couple rumblings here and there, uh, was that if they had somehow came back and won that game against Seattle, it was so bad he wouldn't have been able to play the next week. Oh, I, totally, I totally believe that. Which makes a lot of I mean, that's a quick turnaround on a yeah. monstrous hit. And, and, my understanding of concussion protocol is it's more than just like they have to you have to be able to sit in a room with the lights on for a little bit like take those computer tests i did those yeah, back you in the take day. A computer tests i think they make you write your name out a couple of times and they test like here it's like a you know some neurological stuff you go through but you know that i mean not being able to sit in a room with the lights flickering on for five minutes, it's probably more than just like I can't throw a football next week. It's probably like, dude, I need to re, I need to rethink I, your life. That's yeah, that's I, I need to take a look at and, and reflect on if I should even be playing football anymore. So, I I totally agree. I know a lot of people have mentioned that before. You know, when he was still an eagle, as to you know what's what may be troubling him or what maybe caused the the downslope. And, and I and I totally buy that because I think that um I think there's a lot of players who suffered. You know injuries like that, neurological injuries like that, who just haven't been the same. And like, not in the sense that like it made you, um, like it made you slower, like you or like anything like that. But in the sense that it affected your processing, you know how you look at the field, how you feel when you see a dude beat, you know your your guard. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. I think is what messed him up from that hit. Is that He's he's now he now feels like the next clown he hit is every play. Like he looks terrified in the pocket now. That only builds off of because and there's it's undeniable Eagles don't win a Super Bowl if they don't trade off for wins. He doesn't play right. unbelievably yep. that year. Uh but the blowing out his knee completely changed the trajectory of his career, oh, obviously yeah. for the worse for him. Yeah. Uh unfortunately for him. In the sense that he was never the same scrambler, both because of pure athleticism. I think yep. he was terrified also, which is like as a normal person, I get as an NFL player, you're an NFL player. Nice, and right. then he has a broken bone or whatever, fracture in his back in 2018. He gets that kind of stealth bench after that overtime yep. loss in Dallas. And then the clown he hit the following year. So those are three injuries that it's really hard not to be gun shy about. Mm-hmm. And they suffer them back to back to back while watching his backup uh, become the most beloved figure in the history of the city since – you know, Benjamin Franklin or whatever yep. the hell you want to say. <laughs> and it's it's fair to wonder if he, like, does he love football? And I don't mean that in a way, like, Ben Simmons doesn't love basketball. Let's get him out of the city. Like, 
if the guy just was done with football and he kind of is, is just out of it, like I, I get it as a human being. Anyway, again, few people love making fun of him more than me and I having a field day on Twitter. Everyone is, but if he just doesn't like football anymore, it's not a situation where I'm thinking he's a gigantic baby for that specifically. It's like, bro, you're scared that the next tick could be it for you. And like, you're not gonna be able to walk. You, you don't certainly don't want to have another concussion. You don't want to have right. a million injuries. You don't want to be Earl Campbell right. unable to throw the ball around with your kids on your duck hunting ranch in North Dakota, because you can barely, your, your body is just broken down. I remember um, this was actually, this was a while ago, but it, the story we had last week, um, Dirk Nowinski was saying that he he wishes, he was asked, like, did he have any regrets from his playing time? And he said the only, he, he wishes he would have quit like a year or two earlier, um, yeah. simply because he feels like those last couple of years took way more off his body than he then than he realized yeah now like he can't he can do it but like he it hurts to run around with his kids out back you know play soccer and like it's just you know it's tough to get out of bed somewhere and it's like you mentioned like you know as human beings you have to respect that right so like you know andrew luck got hurt rehab came back and then decided one day that was it you know he was done you know regardless of when it was Listen, if if the guy the guy's like, look, man, like I can't do it anymore. Like, I, you know, my 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 mental is too messed up, and I feel like every the, the next hit is gonna be the one that that does it for me. And you know, I and I still got a whole rest of life to live. I, I mean, what are you gonna do? You know, I I think that the human aspect of that is very real. I I, I truly I understand it for sure. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. 
That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Did you ever hear the story about uh, Young Dirk and Barkley? Yeah. Should I tell? I'll tell it for listeners. So obviously we love basketball too. Right. It's a fun aside. Barkley's a Philly guy in a way. So it's like 96, 97, I think. Mm-hmm. Dirk got drafted, I want to say, 97, because that was the year we, I can't really say, the Sixers passed on Pierce and uh, yeah, those, those Dirk were, back-to-back those for Larry Hughes. Good. So it's a year or two before that. Dirk's, I guess, like a teenager probably. And you at Team USA, I don't want to say it's an Olympic game, maybe some kind of your, uh, you know, world championship exhibition game. Yeah. And they're playing Germany. And Barkley sees this kid is just absolutely torching Scottie Pippen. Like Scottie Pippen can just not guard him. He's just getting off his shot everywhere. And he's at such a young age that after the game, Barkley goes over to him. He's like, I'll give you $50,000 to go to Auburn right now. What if he did that? That's that's a huge NBA. What if if he yeah. went to college instead of just going right to uh, the league? Right to, yeah, yeah. And but. and I, <laughs> the funny thing about that story is that yeah, today that's probably like fifty grand. Then it's probably like two hundred and fifty grand today. Like guys get guys should get paid. I don't care what anybody says. Um, you know, guys. Dirk's got to, Dirk's got that Volkswagen commercial on down yeah. path. If he's, right, in, he's, right. he's if he's on like he'd be on Gonzaga today, right? He'd <laughs> right. be Gonzaga. Yeah, guy. he'd be on Gonzaga today. He or like or St. Mary's, like Gonzaga. And yeah, St. Mary's, St. Mary's, yeah. He gets, gets all those dudes. So you know, it w- it would have been. It's a funny story to tell. This like it's on the on the lines of like Zion's uh, stepdad saying, you know, telling you know Coach K, we need. We need three hundred grand to come to Duke, or like, you know, there's there's countless numbers of stories of like what ifs, right? And like, I think the, um, you know, in a football sense, I, I I always hear that, uh, you know, the Cam Cam's dad, so Cecil Newton telling um, schools or telling Texas A and M, I think it was like, you know, it's a hundred grand to get us, like you want to sit down, you even want to sit down with us, it's like a hundred grand or whatever. And it's then a Tyler Times exclusive news bit. Yeah, right. Shout out to our guy. He's, he's got a he's got a whole podcast about it. Um, you know, it's like I I think that those so like those kinds of stories also factor into a guy's story. Like I I, I it, it feels like they're it, it's a it's an added layer that makes it even more. Um, it's even more interesting to you, like the stories of like, um, you know, what what got guys to where they are. Like yeah. there was, um, there was a to go off on a quick tangent. There was well, March Madness time, so whatever. They, like, yeah, they, you can get away with the b-ball talk right now. Um, you know, James Wiseman um, didn't play almost at all at Memphis because you know he took money. Um, like 10 grand and like to to move from penny hardaway or whatever but like there's there's countless numbers of stories like that and the story is never 
what the player did to hurt themselves or to hurt the game. It's how it made the school look. So like you know, like yeah. these it's never the, the player is the player is never in mind until it matters on, on how the school looks. So like this stuff happens all the time. It's just some people are, are better secret keepers than than others. Yeah. Like that's what the interesting thing to me, like there's that uh that Dietrich tweet. Um somebody tweeted last week about like, you know, why watch James Harden score 60 when you can watch the next uh I think it's like drywall salesman of America uh miss miss 10 miss 10 jump shots in a row and the March Madness came, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 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 actual idea is like these, this is still life for a lot of these guys. And it goes back to your point about about Wentz. Like, he's, he's, this is life. Like football is a part of his life, but like now you you know you ask the question like, is it all his life now? And it doesn't seem like it is. I want to finish up? This is a gambling podcast, technically. Calvin yeah, Ridley, uh, <laughs> who had sat out part of the 2021 season due to some mental health issues. I can't obviously speak to what he was going through, but you know, give some sense of respect to him for dealing with whatever he was dealing with. And during that period, he had gambled on some games, including a game for the Atlanta Falcons. Claims he bet on them to win. He was doing some five, eight, 37 leg parlays potentially, which is very much right up our alley specifically. Yeah, we love it. Can't imagine he won any because if he included the Falcons on it, he probably was going right. to win. So a lot of guy, and he claims he spent, he only spent $1,500 on gambling. And I'm thinking, was that one bet? Did he spend do a fifteen hundred dollar eight leg parlay? And this is an issue where this type of thing isn't going to go anywhere away anywhere soon. And maybe it's one of the lone positions in sports, and I guess the world where I feel a little conservative about where I really don't think players should be betting on the game. And it is a weird situation, obviously, because over the last two years specifically the influx of money in the sports world after them trying to stop sports gambling for having any sort of impact and legality in the sporting mm-hmm. world for a century, really, for thinking back to that Chicago White Sox, Black Sox mm-hmm. team from 1919. Where it's been over a century where that was the last yeah. truly crazy gambling scandal that rocked sports. Maybe not boxing. I can't really speak to that. And... This is only the first one, and I think he was using his own FanDuel or DraftKings account, which is probably right. one of the dumbest things that we've ever done. And I'm sure he's not the only NFL player that gambled last year, and maybe not, maybe the only one who was again potentially dumb enough to use his own name or his own account. But I'd wager he's not the first person that did that last year, not the last. And I'm sure the real players doing it this year, and it's a weird situation. And I and I think back to Pete Rose, which I think was terrible. People say he only bet on his team to win. I'm like. The guy denied doing it for 20 years. Are we sure he, like, really did that? Like, who's to believe? And there's so many ways – and I was listening to a podcast today that talked about it too. There are so many ways to manipulate your team winning. Yeah. That goes beyond just this, yeah. like, the game. Like, what if you had, you know, you had the over. You had, you know, you yeah. parlayed the Falcons and over to win. Just a random situation. I'll run through this hypothetical. And – you know, he gets the ball somehow, and there's like 20 yards of free space in front of him, uh, but there's like 45 seconds on the clock left, and it really makes sense just to like fall down to the two-yard line right. that move. But he just runs in the end zone because he either wants 
the overhead or the spreads ahead, stuff like that influences the game, even though you're thinking about, oh, he bet his team to win. Right. There are so many things and so many things you could bet on in today's world that it's impossible to think that, oh, just betting on the win, there's so much more that goes into that. Like you could, I mean, you can bet on when you're, I mean, when you're, when your team scores in the, in the quarter, like yeah. down, it's, it gets super granular. And and listen, I am, I'm always. We gamble a lot. So like we get, like right. we get it, like, but like, yeah. we're not in the NFL. I'm not in the NFL. And if my employer came to me and said, you know, listen, you know, we need you to not gamble on yourself or your team to, to win or lose a game. I prom- I'm probably listening. Right. Cause yes. what's, I think they said what it's like a sixteen million dollar mistake for fifteen hundred bucks or whatever they said. Like yeah, the other he was going to make next year or something like that. But like, imagine if that thirty-seven like fifteen hundred dollar parlay hit though. I know. I mean, that's probably what he was saying. That's, that's probably. <laughs> what he was saying. <laughs> but, you know, like um, you know, I just I, I so I I agree. I I wish that he was smarter about that stuff. I, I feel bad for the guy a little bit. Yeah. But he's still on he's still an idiot at the same time, though. I feel bad for him. That's what I'm saying. Like he's an he's an idiot. And and, and you know, I'm sure he, he once he thinks about it, he'll say the same thing. But I really wish he would have thought better of it or like just gave his had a buddy like promise, yo, you run the account, I'll fund it. But like here's the bets. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be smart than that. Chris Carter says they have a fall guy at the oh, rookie symposium. Guy. Now he has to tell them you have to have a betting guy. Like all <laughs> the bets go through that guy. Fall guy I'm not like betting. only being half jokingly like, when I'm saying that too. Like yeah. you have if you're gonna bet, which really you shouldn't be doing if you're a professional oh, athlete, yeah. because I believe like for your own benefit in terms of your future health and career in that league, right. but also to this uh maybe potentially antiquated idea about the the health or the integrity of the game, whatever you want to say without it, even though I sound, you know, 87 years old saying that have someone else be your betting guy. Just easy. Make it easy on yourself. Please. God. Like, but that's all I can really, all you can say is like, don't be stupid. Just make it, make it so much easier on yourself than you are. Yeah. He's Venmoing, you know, a guy I went to high school with $2,000 for like Chipotle run in the right. Venmo right. Yeah. right. Like, yo, this is, this is for the Chick-fil-A run. Like, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> 10 inch sub at 10 inch hoagie at Wawa. Thanks. $3,700. Yo, here's, here's five grand. This is for the Finks. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I should have said that first. Uh, it's really weird. And uh, not saying that uh, I'm sure in the, the duration of this podcast, this won't be the last time we talk about no. whether it's the NFL or the NBA or God knows. I think of it at the collegiate level. We have the infamous scandal that played a role in what was it? The UMass team or BU team or BC? Yeah, it was UMass. It was yeah. UMass that played a role. And this is like uh, played a big role in Goodfellas, the movie. And there was yeah. an ESPN 30 for 30. About there's, one, yeah, there's one 30 for 30, yeah. You might throw it on right now after this podcast, to be honest. Yeah. I'm off today from Philly Voice off yesterday. Today I will be going down to the arena tomorrow night, my second game in person for them, doing a little – obviously, Kyle Newbeck is our main Sixers beat writer, always doing an yeah. incredible job getting scoops. But I'll be doing a piece on – story on interviewing some people about Simmons. You know, try to – I might nice. want to tweet out tomorrow, see – you know, I did – I did like the, in, the opposite of the piece I did last week. I was like – how excited are you to see James Harden? How much did you pay for these tickets? When did you buy them? It's like, how much do you 
hate Ben Simmons or are you going to boo him? Simmons. How much do you pay for his tickets where you're setting all your yeah. thoughts and stuff like that? I love that. I'll be yeah. at um, – You going tomorrow? I will be at the prep tomorrow. Uh, oh, nice. The Quadruple so, A. Uh, the, the Trusted Process Club is having a watch party. I saw. They posted me on their Instagram. Yeah, I felt like I made it. So uh, I'll be hanging with those dudes for, nice. for the game. We got some um, – they got some pizza and some other snacks and stuff. So we'll do some, you know, I'll do some live tweeting with them and stuff like that. And, you know, we might. Oh, well, I should do an article on them coming up, you know, before we get to playoff season, go back to the school for a day. Oh, dude, they would love this. that. Yeah, um, talk to Howie, talk to the kids. I think that's a good I'll, idea. Make a note of it. Let's bring it up tomorrow I'll, night. Uh, I'll talk to I'll, Howie afterwards. Yeah, We're always I'll, moving uh, and grinding on BGN Radio. Yeah, that's awesome. He, you know what? He would love that. And also, um, to be honest with you, he would put you in front of the kids more than like he would hand you off to like the kids and just let them handle it. Like he's he's really good with that with the way he runs the club. And I know that the guys would be super appreciative of that and would want to you know pick your brain about Sixers and Birds and stuff. But that would that's like that actually would be a really cool story. They love that. I think one time I went and spoke to a class of kids. I'm not talking about the time Zoe and I went back. We're both graduates. St. Joe's Prep, obviously, if you're listening, you probably know that. I uh, went back and spoke to them, and I think like 2019, to talk to the their Sixers, Trust the Process Club, whatever they call it there. And I want to say 2014, 2015, I, my, one of my grade school teachers in South Philly was teaching at the Penn Alexander School okay. in West Philly. That's right next to the University of Pennsylvania's yeah. campus. I went to Penn, graduated from Penn. It took a little while to graduate. That's part of the story here. And so when I was a junior, I was and interned the whole year for the Philadelphia Daily News. I was like kind of working as a full-time staff writer. Yeah. You know, I was an intern, you know, taking a full load of classes, whatever. And I you know, go in there, bring some newspapers to show to kids talking about this, you know, successful life. If you're like a city kid, you can grow up, you can, you know, be in the newspaper, yeah. you can write for the newspaper, have a nice life, go to a good college, whatever, quote unquote, good college, whatever you want to do. And then like a year or two later, after I had done some knucklehead things, dealt with some mental health issues, took some time off of school. And then I never came back to the class. Maybe I will eventually, but me and the, the teacher, she and I talk about going back sometimes. And I thought yeah. the next time I go back, it was like Tyrone Biggums speaking to the <laughs> class, like, hello, little boys and little girls, drugs yeah. and alcohol have ruined my life. <laughs> Welcome back, Dave Chappelle. It's funny yeah. seeing you here. Yeah. Come in and just like a, I, I probably had a nice like sport coat, shirt on buttons. Coming in in like a starter jacket. I have this my UCLA snapback on, looking like a police detective. It's awesome. How you do, fellow kids? It's <laughs> a good one. It's a good one. How is your vines going? How, how are the vines? Are you guys? How, the, how are them vines going, yo? I saw a funny uh, TikToker yesterday. Made me laugh. You kids big on TikTok? I know, know what that made me think of in uh, Super Bad. You guys yeah. got MySpace? You guys, you, guys, you guys got MySpace or what? She wants it, man. She wants uh, it. Who's going to get it? Oh, man. But Thursday night, so like tomorrow, if you listen to this, tomorrow comes out recording Wednesday again. Uh, crazy week in Philly sports, even though the two main culprits, I guess you could say, are no longer here. But that's just the... Nothing is more Philly than Carson Wentz returning to the NFC East, and there's nothing more Philly than Ben Simmons coming back to Philadelphia, some kind of crazy conspiracy grievance entrapment situation Literally. on national TV. Yeah, like so 
whatever happens, it's going to be entertaining as hell. And that's really when you're working in the sports world, if you're we're podcasting like we are or writing or whatever you might be doing, it's kind of all you can ask for. All so. you can ask for. Yep. Yeah. We, Anything else to plug? You good? I'm good, man. Anything uh, else to say? We'll Any college hoop stuffs before Selection Sunday you want to get out? So um, my only my only word to our faithful followers, uh, pay attention to your conference championship week. But don't pay too much attention. Don't fall into the trap. The team wins their conference championship. Doesn't necessarily mean they'll do well in the tournament. Just means they played really well for, for three days straight. Um, Selection Sunday is going to be fun. I, I usually like to uh, sit down on my couch, grab a, a brew and some wings and just literally veg out for, for the whole three hours and listen to the guys yell and stuff. Um, so that'll be fun. You know, next week when we'll talk, um, I'll break out. It'll, it'll, the bracket's tough because it's, you know, you got to do each region and stuff, but I'll break out my final four next week when we talk. Yeah, let's do, yeah we'll do a little final four or yeah. just March Madness um, next week. But yeah, other than that, have fun betting. Watch some watch some hoops this weekend. It's going to be a, a fun, action-packed sports weekend. We love it. Grab the slice of my Quakers, uh, plus yeah, 600 to win, the, to win the Ivy League tourney. <laughs> so they are uh, – Ivy League tournament is, uh, for someone who is a fan of pan basketball, is very good. If I was yeah. a fan of either Harvard or Princeton basketball, I'd be really mad because it just kind of <laughs> makes – it's an eight-team league, yeah. and four teams make the playoffs – and the pen actually has a losing record and they could go be like one game under 500 and make the tournament if they win these next that's two. that's exactly to my previous point like they win their conference tournament this would be very huge trepidation and i, I texted uh Lawler about this today i think it would end up being like a top five sports moment for me ever if it was either 15th or 16th seated pen versus one or two seed Nova and, <laughs> and they beat them somehow, which they'd lose whatever the spread is bet Nova. I'm sure I'd, I'm going to quad bomb it if they make the tournament. Well, you know, Shire wouldn't talk to you for a year. He's, he deletes my number from his phone. He deletes you for a year. He gets, I get uninvited to the wedding. <laughs> All right. That's it for me. We'll definitely do some college hoop stuff and who knows there could be three more quarterback right. trades by the time else. we talk right. next week. I'm sure there'll be a ton more to talk about too. So, We'll, we'll be ready and straight. Yep. Talk to you all later. So, my man, thank you. Of course, bro. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight 
So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.